Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's finally week one of college football. Yeah, we had week zero, but this week is week one. We've got some good matchups coming up, and one of those matchups being a rivalry that many people may have even forgotten about. I know I have, but we've got a rivalry, the backyard brawl. We've got West Virginia at Pitt. It's going to be a fun game. It's two teams that have, have built up a lot. They've, they've lost a little bit, you know, and so they've got something to prove this year. We're going to talk to an insider, Logan Carney, but before that, We are going to discuss fantasy football. We'll compare our rosters to yours. Let us know how we did in our fantasy drafts. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. I'm Josh. I'm joined in here with my brother and co-host, Britton. How's it going, man? It's going. Uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, we, we, we had a fun week zero, but of course we've got, uh, you know, week one coming up. Yeah, but, you know, we, we look forward to week one, and I look at this backyard brawl as being a really exciting game. It's one of those, you may not mark it down on your calendar, but when you really love college football, I I look for rivalries, and the fact that this is rivalry on week one, I think that brings up a lot of significance. Oh, sure it does. Yeah, I mean, rivalry on week one, week one's always tough because you might have the best team in the world, but week one, you might have a lot of mistakes. You might have a lot lot of, uh, you know, chemistry you got to work through. This is the first time for some of these players playing with each other. There's just a lot of unknowns in week one. There is. Yeah. And and not only that, not not just adding all the week one jitters and the week one, uh, you know, question marks. But then on top of that, stacking it up on a rivalry game to start off your, your year. That's that's a bold move by both teams. But that's also just an incredibly fun move for anybody who likes college football. So if you like college football and I'm not talking about you just like one team and you watch your team only. If you like college football, I think this is a game you'll want to turn on Thursday night and show up a little a little tired on uh, you know Friday morning if you got to work on Friday. So I, I I I genuinely think that that is one. But before we get to that, not only is it week one coming up for college football, but it's also week one of the NFL coming up, which means that we had fantasy draft this past week. So Brendan and I are going to kind of go through uh, we. We both did pretty well overall, especially when picking up some of the free agents that might have been left over. Uh, you know, we're not not too bad with the draft. Well, considering I slept through the draft <laughs> and uh, woke up to check my roster, I made some moves, uh, made some trades. You, you made and, some and, you made some good moves too, because you really were telling like me, Matt. yeah, you were telling me some of the moves you made, and and I like them, uh, and I think you did pretty pretty good. I, I I think some of the guys you dropped were definitely some guys you probably don't want on your team, and picked up some guys some guys that I think can, can be solid. If I don't remember your name, I don't want you on my draft. <laughs> there, I had a few of those. I'm like, who's this? That, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, that's that's not that's not a bad thing to go by because if you don't know their name, especially with as much as we watch, uh, you know, if you don't know their name, right. you, you may want to know who it is. And and the thing with auto draft too is that it goes off of a lot of like we we use Yahoo uh, Fantasy, uh, so it goes off their predictions. So uh, I actually started a little late and I think I missed like the first four rounds, but the first four rounds were guys that I looked at and I was like oh sweet that was actually somebody I was hoping to pick up anyways so that works out um but yeah because I I'm in central time now and I'm used to being uh it's it starting at one 
uh, Eastern time. So I was like ready at one, but then I realized like it was already started. So I had to jump in a little late. So I got to got to pick quite a few other guys too. And uh, even had a little bit of moving around, but what I want you guys to do is go on Twitter, follow Britton. You can search him, Britton Mahler. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. Also follow me, uh, Josh Mahler. You'll, you'll see some of our own takes and some of our stuff, here, especially on sports. I'm always on there kind of commenting on uh, different sports posts and putting in my takes, uh, you know, college game days. I'm going to be on there kind of throwing in some stuff that that's going on. It's, it's hard to do that when you're so invested in the game. So Oklahoma games, you can't really, uh, you know, trust me to get on there too much, but I'll try. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, but go on there, follow us. And then also while you're on there, let us know how we did in our fantasy drafts. I, I think I might've posted my, my, uh, chart already, but, uh, if not, I'll make sure it's up there. So you guys can kind of look at it. Let us know how we did. If you're anything like me during college football, you like to wake up early because you can't sleep and you're so excited. So what I would suggest you do is we're actually starting our new show, which we started last Saturday at 8 a.m. Central Time. Yeah. And, you know, you can watch ESPN and college game day is good. You know, like, don't get me wrong. When, when we were young, it was it was the bomb. That was that was what you turn your TV on. And then they came out this thing called Fox, uh, big, you know, Fox Big Noon Kickoff. It was pretty cool. But we're starting even earlier than them because we want to give you authentic takes. Nothing that's rehearsed. We, we literally, all we know is that what, you know, what I have prepared for me, we, we have the topics, maybe the, the headlines put down for us, but our takes, and that's, that's our, our show too. So we, we give you authentic takes. Whereas, you know, you look at stuff that's put on ESPN and uh, even Fox on, on some of the stuff that's put on there, even it's, it just, you can tell it's rehearsed. So if you want to listen to a show, a morning show, wake up early for college football, get your game day ready by listening to our rising in the morning. You can tune in by going to rising2.com, watching on there, or we'll be live on Twitter on the rising to the occasion, Twitter page. Uh, and then we'll also be live on uh, YouTube this week as well. So make sure to tune in for that. That's, it's a lot of fun too. We had a really good show. Even if you want to go back and listen to kind of a rerun, we had a really good show the first, first week. I think it turned out really well. Uh, huge shout out to Blake. He, he, he brought a lot too. Um, but anyways, for our drafts, uh, the way our draft is set up here in Yahoo uh, Fantasy, the way that uh, our commissioner has it set up is it's uh, two QBs, two wide receivers, a running back and a tight end, and then you've got two flexes. So the two flexes are wide receiver or tight end, uh, and then you've got a wide receiver, running back, or tight end. Uh, and then you've also got your kicker, uh, your defense slash special teams, and then three defensive players, a DB, D-line, and linebacker, which is quite – that, that entire lineup is quite a bit different than like – a lot of a lot of leagues have it set up uh, and so it, it might throw some of you guys for a loop uh, especially hearing some of the defensive players uh, I'll let you go first who do you got up on your QB board on my QB board I've got my top two that are going to start week one for me Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield on my bench I have Kirk Cousins okay uh, give give your reason why you would have added Baker Mayfield well it's week it, one was, against- it was a it was a free agent pickup so you didn't draft them which is good it was um, well. I'm, I won't throw anybody under the bus. So I won't tell you who I who I traded them for. I, um, I think I agree with it. But, I know I know I'm a homer because I like Baker Mayfield. I'm an Oklahoma fan, but I it was definitely a good move. I also want to start off strong week one, and he's playing in in Cleveland. So I think that one's in Carolina, but, uh, but they're playing Cleveland. Yeah, playing Cleveland. Okay. So yeah. Well, either way, I think Baker's going to tear it up. Yeah. Um, he's going to come out with something to prove there. Start me off hot week one. Jalen Hurts, uh, he plays against Detroit Week One, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty. Watch out for Aiden I'm Hutchinson. Pretty content. But, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think the Lions could be better this year. But I'm, I'm, but so I'm much. riding. I'm kind of riding, uh, you know, on. Uh, the, I don't know if it's really a bandwagon right now, but I, I I'm kind of high on the Eagles this year. I think they're going to be a little better. I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs or uh, to, you know too far in the playoffs where they're going to win their division. Even I don't know. But I think they could make a big a big fuss in the playoffs. So I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Uh, again, I guess he's he's also an Oklahoma player. So uh, maybe I'm I'm too too biased on that. But I just see his work ethic. So I think that was a good pickup. Uh, my QB room, I've got Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. They're going to be starting for me week one. Uh, but then I've got Dak, Dak Prescott on my bench too. So I've got three QBs to switch between here. Uh, Kyler Murray, that that was one that was an auto draft i believe but 
I'm okay with that because he is a fantasy point. Uh, you know, he's a magnet for fantasy points. So as long as he studies his film a little more, uh, I think he could be a pretty good pickup for me. I'm not going to be mad about that. And then uh, Russell Wilson, I think he was one of my keepers from last year. Uh, so we, we always got to do two keepers. You weren't in the league last year with us, but uh, I got to do two keepers, and he was one of them. Uh, yeah, so that's my QB room. Uh, for my running backs, uh, I guess we'll start off with wide receivers since that's first on the list. I'm, I'm extremely happy with my wide receivers that I was able to pick up. Uh, a couple of them I even picked up later than I expected. Uh, but I've got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, uh, and then I've also got T. Higgins. Uh, they're all they're all going to be starting for me week one, I think, uh, as long as everything goes well. But my my backups aren't too bad either because I, I picked up Christian Kirk. I actually traded him for Jalen Waddle because I, I look at Waddle. Not only is he kind of banged up from last year, uh, I believe it was last year when he had his his injury a little bit there at Alabama, and uh, I don't know Christian Kirk. I think he could be big because. I've heard a lot of good things with between him and Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville. Um, but then I've also got uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's the other one I've got, which I think he's going to be it, – It's he's going to stand out on Washington this year. So I'm pretty happy with my wide receiver room. Yeah, I am as well. Um, let's see here. Let me see if I can pull this up here. I'm not a big fan of the way this is set up. So I've got DJ Metcalf, which I was – Actually, I had him before I even drafted. Like, I didn't, you know, before I woke up, I realized oh, yeah. I got DJ Metcalf. I'm like, all right, I'll take <laughs> DK. that. Um, I've also got Jamar Chase and that's Stephon a, Diggs. That's a, those are two good two ones. Two great wide receivers. Yeah, really good ones. Um, I want to say I had another one. Um, Who do you got on your bench, maybe? Uh, looking at your flex positions, too. Because it looks like... I've got yeah, Aaron Jones as well. He's a running back. That's uh, that's who got, I had instead of. Oh, oh, maybe yeah, I, I think gotcha. I had a running back and a. Oh, and then you you also have uh, Brandon Cooks on your roster. Okay, there you go. Yes, yeah, so uh, and then I mean that's a, there, here's another one uh, too. You got Michael Pittman Jr. I think that's a that's a really good guy to have in there for when you need him because I think the Colts can utilize him quite a bit. That's the hope. Yeah. Uh, running back room. Who do you got on your running back room? My running back, I've got Jonathan Taylor, who I'm oh, really excited phenomenal. about, and Aaron yeah. Jones. I, I, you almost wanted to get rid of Aaron Jones. I think that's a really solid pickup because not only is he tough, I don't think he's going to be injury prone. So I think that's a safe bet there. But then also looking forward to the playoffs. Most likely, Green Bay is going to make it to the playoffs because they got Aaron Aaron Rodgers on their team. Sure. Um, but then also just the fact that they're going to have to utilize him more because they've they lost Devontae Adams and they lost you know they they just don't have as widespread wide receivers on the outside now so i think they're going to have to use him even out of the backfield yeah and realizing that i had Jonathan Taylor in the backfield too um kind of you know persuading me to keep him so you, i think Jonathan you even Taylor have Javante Williams in your running back room and James Conner those are on your bench yep on my bench yeah that's that's a good room to have like that's and, I'm, and I may or may not rotate some of them out. Um, I didn't want to put Williams in yet because he played Seahawks week one. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at my matchups. Seahawks are still going to have a tough there. defense, especially with Pete Carroll still sure. there. But uh, for my running backs, I got Chris McCaffrey. Uh, I'm, I'm worried with him because he's injury prone. But Very. then I, I also have Najee Harris. Uh, I'm excited with him. I think he could, I, I think he's a, a good pickup. But then I also have DeAndre Swift. Saquon Barkley's on on my bench as well uh, with DeAndre Swift, um, but then I also have Cam Akers who just got uh, you know completely cleared I think uh, just today or yesterday. So uh, I think Cam Akers may even make it up into my starting lineup depending on how everything kind of looks uh, coming into game time. I, I like to make a lot of last minute decisions too and switch people around, but uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with my running back room overall, especially having uh, you know I, I think McCaffrey as long as he can stay stay healthy that's but, the biggest question mark you're gonna have with him yeah because last year he killed me I, I got got him last year and that was that was tough um and then tight ends I just have Kyle Pitts I think that's my only tight end yeah that's my only tight end Kyle Pitts you got you got a tight end on your roster I actually don't have a tight end on my roster oh you got to add a tight end then you, you have to have I one on your I starter one. I sure thought I did oh I do I can't pronounce his name though. Oh, you got Darren Waller. I, I've I've also got Albert 
Aqua Caban. Oh I, yeah, I uh, from Denver. Yeah, from Denver. I know who he is, yeah. but I definitely cannot pronounce his last name. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because you got Darren Waller. E B U N A M. Um, and then. Yep, and I've got Waller. Yeah, so overall, that's that's a pretty solid couple of teams too, because we're we're also uh, competing in a smaller league too, which kind of stacks up your board even more, but it makes it more competitive, and that's that's kind of what uh, our, our commissioner Larry was was doing too. So. I think our league's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of teams that are that will make it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner pretty decent in the playoffs uh and i think even the winner will have quite a few losses on his on his record just because we've we've all got pretty stacked teams if you look throughout the the league yeah darren waller was probably my my biggest pickup for tight end yeah yeah darren waller he's he's solid too uh and then kicker who you got for a kicker? i've got matt gay which i'm really happy with for the, for the rams yeah i mean if you can get extra points that's that's most of the, the you know kickers points right there um I feel like, I feel like Larry may have even done something new with the kickers this year, but uh, and and the points I'll have to ask him because he he mentioned something. Uh, I know I know he he changes up like pick six equal e- equal six points and stuff like that, which is different. But he he changes a lot of stuff to make it make it a lot more uh, competitive, a lot more fun. Um, defense, special teams. I've got Tampa Bay, which I'm extremely happy about. I've got the 49ers, which I'm I'm pretty. Oh yeah, pretty I happy mean, about. I mean, you got to pretty solid defense overall so i mean that's what won so many of their games last year uh was was their defense so that's not anything we're mad about at all at all um but then we also have a dbdl uh you know dbd line and a linebacker who you, who you get on those three spots so i'm actually gonna do this right here on the show i actually got rid of my db and i'm actually trying to figure out who i want so i'm actually gonna go over here <laughs> i was wondering now. why you didn't have it pulled up still but yeah, so you're trying go over to over here now and Try to change that up. Try and change it up. So my DB right now, I've got Derwin James, which I'm extremely happy about. I'm, uh, I think he was still open too, if I remember right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, defensive guys in our league are, are obviously not gonna, are they're not gonna go very fast either. Um, but you know, they're they're gonna be like your last few rounds because there's you know you only have one of each position, so you've got a lot of guys to pick from. Um, but then on top of that, like it's just that. Most leagues they don't they don't even have defensive guys, but your defensive guys aren't going to pick up a lot of points usually, um, but they can they can be a difference maker in your games. Uh, so that they're very important to have. My D lineman, I have Aaron Donald. That's one of my keepers from last year, I do believe, because Aaron Donald actually saved me in a couple of games I think last year. But last year, man, it, I got killed last year because of injuries. Uh, and then linebacker, I got Bobby Wagner, so I picked him up. Uh, well, I'm actually picking up. Uh... Tyron Matthews. Okay, that's that's a pretty solid pretty pickup. Solid pickup. I, I didn't realize he was still available. Yeah, I don't know how he's open in the free agency. Like that's definitely out of out of six teams, you'd think he'd be picked up already. But I'm not going to give up Derwin James though. So you got Tyron Matthew. Who's your D lineman? I've got Christian Wilkins. Okay. Uh, linebacker. Did you Levante pick up Levante? David. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. So yeah, Levante David. That's a that's another good pickup too. I think yeah, I I had him on my roster a little bit last year. I think he picked up some good points for me whenever I'd put him on, and uh, he's always one of those guys that I think is underrated. So he was always kind of available too. But yeah, that's that's our fantasy football lineup right now. I'm I'm really happy with my lineup. I think as long as injuries don't start to affect me, they were last year. I see I see this year being a pretty pretty uh, uphill climb from last year, considering that. Pretty sure I ended last last year. I actually took a break from from this. I just didn't have the time. I was working so much uh, for probably the last five or six years. I haven't done it, so it's uh it's a big, lot lot different than it used to be five or six years ago. This, just like, and I've never done the Yahoo. Either, yeah, so the, I'm still this, trying to figure all that out. The way that the way that uh, Larry does these leagues too, that's it's way more fun, way more competitive because you can you can have a, a another guy that has like you know just 
like the exact same lineup the way that he does these leagues but uh and and also the way he does the point scoring too is a little bit different um but we're going to get into the backyard brawl talk a little bit about the backyard brawl uh we're going to let you guys listen to logan uh and kind of get some information from him he gave us a lot of really cool information about the two teams uh he's he's a writer for uh, west virginia and uh you know pennsylvania in a whole it sounds like so he writes a lot uh go check out all of his work i'll also check him out on twitter all of that's going to be there in the interview but let's get to it welcome back everyone and today we want to welcome a very special guest we have logan carney on with us and he's going to help us kind of dive into the west virginia pit backyard brawl uh, a pretty big rivalry, something that we're all kind of looking forward to on Thursday. It's week one of college football. We're all very excited. Of course, I've got Britton here with me. Britton, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk some football. And then we uh, we have Logan on, uh, through audio at least anyways. Logan, how are you? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited to have you on. Again, uh, kind of what we were, we were just now discussing before uh, we started the recording, uh, it, it's good to have you on just kind of kind of give us a little bit more and even from you kind of explaining even more of what your uh, experience is, you know quite a bit about this rivalry, about the the backyard brawl. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up, so it's it's big in the western Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia region, although, you know, Appalachian. There's, the, there's a big argument on where Virginia fits on a map, whether it's Appalachian or coast or mid the Appalachian region with the Rivalry in the western Pennsylvania. I mean, if you just grew up up in here and, and you're hard not, not to know the significance of this particular hundred, it'll be the hundred and fifth uh, backyard brawl. Leads the series by about twenty games. I don't know the record off the top of my head. It's like I born something and one. It's, it's like something like that. But since World War II. Two at thirty-two and one, so it's as even as a rivalry as you can get. Westbrook um, was obviously the better of the two programs, and that's putting it lightly. A few of those years, Pitt only had you know, you know Pitt just had their second ten-win season since the seventies. Virginia was better in those two thousands and took seven of the five games during those years. It's, I mean, it's a big, big rivalry. Uh, Western Pennsylvania used to develop a lot of fell players. Uh, a few of them you may have heard of. Aaron Donald actually grew up not far from where I live. Actually, was in gym class with one of my best friends. He's from Pitt. Uh, you know, uh, just to think of the Pitt guys off the top of my head, because there's a lot of Marino was obviously a big, big one. Tony Dorsett was obviously a big one. Um, and then Westford, you know, big. Name players, especially in the 2000s, like Tavon Austin's one that you know you um, and they ask you why do you choose West Virginia, and they go, "Well, I remember watching Tavon Austin as a kid." Answers yeah. that I've got on talking to a recruit, um, Geno Smith, who's now the starter, and just like that, who you know in these two pretty historic programs. I mean, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big rivalry. It's not. It's one of the most well known across the. country country because it's too big but, you know in this area it is it's it's viewed right up there along with some of the boats it's very exciting time right now for both, both programs yeah yeah and uh you know a lot of a lot of programs if you think like michigan michigan uh you know michigan michigan state maybe would be one example of kind of a big brother little brother uh but then maybe an ohio state michigan is more like a, a bordering you know kind of next door neighbor kind of similar to maybe like your uh, you know, uh, other other little brothers may, might be Alabama to Auburn, and or I guess Auburn to Alabama, uh, and then Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. But then you've got more uh, kind of neighbors, you know, next door neighbors here. You've got rivals with. Uh, you've got uh, maybe like your Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, just all all these different different uh, rivalries. You even got maybe Nebraska, Iowa. Uh, you know, what what kind of pinpoints? What what one did you do you think you would kind of pinpoint as being this? backyard brawl the west virginia pit which one do you think you might fit that into the, the which category do you think you might fit that into i think it's pretty either it's not a, a big brother little brother a big brother little brother in this region is definitely pip you can just you can just 
get that from the vibes. I mean, Penn State doesn't even as a true rivalry, even though it's definitely their their biggest rival. Um, the big, big brother, little brother in the in this region. Um, um, in terms of West Virginia, I've never gotten that. I mean, there's there's a lot of West Virginia fans um, disrespected by Pitt a lot. But, um, but you know, with the with the with those brother like like rivalries, you know, the program has had some more significant success than the other, and that has, hasn't been the case. Um, national titles, which you know, obviously is a lot, a lot more than West Virginia zero, um, but West, you know, one of the most winningest programs of all time. So it's not like that they've been bad. I think they've the um, the fifteenth best winning percentage. In in college football history, so it's it's, yeah. it's not it's not it's, so I want to say it's it's that type of rivalry. I think it, it's um it, they're they're within a hundred miles of each other. Um, it takes an hour to get from from Pitt to Morgantown. You know that's why it's called the the backyard brawl. It's one. If you look look at West Virginia's uniforms for the game, they have I seventy nine on in, in their not country roads. You know, going into I seventy nine, um, so you know maybe a, it's more of a blue collar versus blue collar, um, okay. because it's it's you know around it's the steel mills versus the coal mines. Um, now you know Pittsburgh isn't a city that it once was, but that still has that blue collar attitude football team. And you look at the way the teams are built too. Um, Neither team has ever top twenty-five recruiting classes. Pitt's only had a few since you know they they started where they started those ratings in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, West Virginia has only had two within the top top twenty-five on in two forty-seven sports number twenty-four classes. They've all been built by you know three-star recruits that proven themselves and worked. Know, for lack of a better term, work their ass off to prove that you know their team is is one of the can be one of the best in the country. So it's it's two blue collar teams, you know, you know hard work men each other, um, um, you know, and a lot of them again to go back with how close they come from you know a lot of them were west in the especially in the before the twenty tens. Um, the Western Pennsylvania was one of the best earlier, uh, but they they were, they were one of the absolute best in Pell talent. Um, I mean, I think Pitt is they're, they're tied or second they're top of of you know most college football Hall of Famers for that reason. Hall of Famers for that reason, um, and West Virginia Pitt both built their teams. You know, from from those from that western Pennsylvania area, um, so you have players that grew up. Maybe they grew up as opponents in high school, or they grew up as friends of one another. Maybe even some cases on the same team, um, playing for, for each other's school. Cincinnati Junior, the offensive coordinator for Pitt, is um, his. You know, West Virginia. Um, he grew up in Pittsburgh. You know, it, it's it's a rivalry. You know, every, every Pitt fan knows a West Virginia fan. Every West Virginia fan knows a Pitt fan. That's really what makes it. But if I had to describe it, it, it it's definitely for what was used. It's that's versus the coal mines. It is it is a blue blue collar um, rivalry be, between two teams that often feel disrespected by the national sense of the national view on their programs. Just battling out to prove to them um, that they can win these hard fought games. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I like uh, kind of that blue collar fight, and the way you described it, it fits it pretty well too, because uh, it is two pretty blue collar areas, uh, kind of fighting for that. And two programs that this year I think are both kind of maybe put a little bit under the radar uh, more than they should in the national, uh, you know, in the national level. Uh, and so you know, maybe maybe each team thinks that they should be a little higher than they really are. And so, definitely fits them very well. Yeah, and I think Pittsburgh's ranked number well, seventeen. I right think, now. yeah, Pitt's seventeen. I think Pitt. 
there's definitely the, the network that I work for um, um, covers Pitt pretty extensively. Not my site, uh, but you know, a lot of my coworkers and colleagues cover Pitt before, and there's definitely a feeling that they should. There's definitely a feeling from them top, top ten team. Um, is, there, is there someone hyped for that because of last year? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. At, um, last year's obviously a big. It goes back to that blue collar programs have. Um, I mean they they want they want to feel like they have to work to people that they get that and they get, get disrespected by the flashier like you know Texas who is getting a lot of media hype um, by not having won much in, in recent memory or. You know, the powerhouses like, like Clemson and stuff like that who constantly churn out five stars. Again, these pit guys and these West Virginia guys are built on – these are three – these are recruits. West Virginia is a lot of F- FCS transfers um, that have had to prove it every step of the way. And, and sure, yeah. So it's that's the mentality around both – is that they feel like it is this um, that they have been. in terms of pit, um, you know, they have an easy, they have a really easy schedule, really easy schedule this year. Um, you know, they have a you know after what which should be a tough game for, for them, but it's at home. Um, they travel to Miami, is Carolina, and those are probably their only tough games um, left on the schedule. There's a lot of of thinking around that program, or at least the, there's there's some program from last year and they go well, it was Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison pretty, but they have arguably the best defensive line in the entire country, and you know that's just not me saying it. Phil Steele had them number two in the entire country behind Clemson. As coaches, uh, um, when we've talked to them, have said Pitt is the best defensive line and one of the best in the country as well oh, and that's you know your rival saying that um yeah sure. i think it's i think it's pretty hard to, to compare yourself and maybe put yourself above clemson this year when you look at their their uh defensive line this year they they've got big dogs up there on the on the defensive line i i mean does, i'm not saying does their offense coming back or did they get enough from the transfer portal to make up for those that they lost and they also lost uh mark whipple as well yeah, they lost. They lost Mark Whipple, the Nebraska fan. So you can tell me what you think of Mark Whipple after that game last week. Give, give me a couple more games to find out. I didn't think the offense really did too bad. I think the receivers need to hold on to the ball. Um, I thought I thought Casey Thompson played a hell of a game. Um, I think he's he's coming, in, and I thought Casey Thompson looked like an okay quarterback in Texas. But I could definitely see some improvement from him in this game. I definitely don't blame. Uh, the play calling necessarily, or well, I, I blame whoever decided to onside kick it. But <laughs> that's beside the point. But as far as the offense goes, I thought the offense looked all right. First yeah. game jitters. You know, you, you're going to have some some of that. We'll see what what happens later Had on in the season. Some wrinkles to to iron out, but overall, like the offense really didn't look bad. And like you said, it was even even Casey Thompson. You can't put any of those picks on him. He was no. throwing some slightly behind behind some receivers, but. Overall, like he was hitting his target, you know, and it was hitting directly in the center of their hands, uh, and some open receivers on on those two picks too. I thought he threw one ball that was definitely 
should have been picked off, a terrible throw. Yeah, she yeah, never made one. that. But the two interceptions that actually happened, neither one of them I thought were really his fault. A, the first first one, I think, uh, let me think, the first one, Oliver Martin made no attempt at the ball, which killed me. And the second one bounced right off of our hands. Two hands on the ball bounces right up in the air, and they get it to end the game. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I think uh, give me a couple more games to find out what Mark Whipple's all about. Yeah, but I, I do think Mark Whipple was a big loss uh, for for Pittsburgh when you look at their offense last year with Kenny Pickett and uh, who was their wide receiver on the outside again? Jordan Addison. Addison. Yeah, that's right. Uh, losing those two and Mark Whipple, I think that does. I think that is a big loss uh, for Pitt overall. Um, you know, and I I haven't seen them pick up a whole lot to really show that they've replaced them uh, per se. But Mark Whipple, I think, is well, a big well, loss to it. So they they had so they have an amount of players. They really haven't lost a lot. They returned their whole offensive line extremely mm-hmm. extremely good last year, and a big reason for that that offensive success. Uh, their whole, whole defensive line. Um, which again was, um, you know, one of the, was our last season. Um, they they return, you know, they they have the secondary and linebacking core. Um, you know, in ter- terms of replacing, picking the two biggest losses. I mean, obviously, obviously, one was a Heisman candidate. You know, if the other one was a it was was the, the was the Bl- the Blitnikoff winners. So obviously, they're not. I'm, not trying to minimize that um they brought in Kadon Slovis who who at this time last season was being looked at as a top, top 10 pick in the draft um and came on to Mumfield from um and from a group of five school who five, five receivers last year so that they, they they you know they it's not like they have bad I'm not saying he's going to put up the numbers that Pickett did the offense is going to put up the numbers that the offense that jazz that's not there Slovis is not going to throw 42 touchdowns and seven and saying that um however they have a different offensive strategy than uh bringing back signetti jr who um has experience at him coaching his pit second time as an offensive coordinator um granted he was not the past, past few years um but they have um, Israel. I, I couldn't pronounce his last name. A very, very talented running back. Um, so they should be. They should fence. Um, it's definitely going to take a step back. Um, they're de- definitely going to have to think that West Virginia can probably take advantage of. Because the thing about West Virginia too is their biggest strengths are the two same as the West as as Pittsburgh's biggest strengths are so their offensive yeah. line, defensive line. West Virginia's biggest strength so their offensive line and their defense. So it's going to be a battle in the trenches. Um, and really yeah, and, it comes down to that. And when, when looking at kind of, uh, kind of things that you lose and things that you gain, I feel, I, I don't know for me, of course, I'm not as, as deep, uh, you know, I don't have as much of a deep knowledge of these two teams as you do, but from the outside looking in, it almost seems like maybe West Virginia, especially when they, they picked up some in the transfer portal, it seems like maybe West Virginia might have gained a little bit more than, than uh, you know, and when you look at it overall, maybe uh, Pittsburgh might have even lost maybe a little bit more than what West Virginia has. Is, is that maybe wrong of us to, to kind of assume that from just looking at the papers? I mean, West Virginia did not lose anybody nearly as talented as Madison. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's not a single person that would base. Um, this has been an argument for both fan bases, you know, because again, you know, Pitt lost, lost easily the two by players. West Virginia, though, has lost more players in the transfer portal than any, um, and that's been something that's been going on since, since twenty guys just to the transfer portal last year. Um, their secondary, it's going to be. Um, Besides Charles Woods, who is a very, very good corner, I think is going to be a Dale draft pick. Um, but they have a they have a new quarterback as well. Granted, JT Daniels should be an upgrade over Jared 
would be an upgrade. Um, yeah, I they, think so. They have a new running back last year, but was not the starting back and wasn't. It was not a committee of experience, but not starting experience. It's it, it's it's an. I mean, it's. I think just in terms of because because when you're gonna lose your stars every four four years, so it's something that, that programs can prepare for. So I start. Our guy can be minimized if you replace them with quality additions. And I think Pitt replants um, in Mumfield and, and Slovis. The problem with West Virginia is so much, much of quantity. You know, it's it's really hard to grow all this together and expect it to be ready right in week one. This was a game that, that was midseason, and I got to see the, the grown the, – the team's chemistry on the field, then then maybe, maybe I'd feel differently. Um, but it's really difficult to get a t- team together because I mean they're bringing in a new offensive coordinator as well. Um, yeah. had you know success in the past with North Texas and USC, a good quarterback at Texas Tech. Um. But to just to to bring in all, all these new players and their players with experience, expect them all to be able to play together to the best of their abilities in week one has yeah. a team that is, is mostly returning uh, their starting line. That's that I think that the is a big difference. Plus, I mean, it's at home going to be a significant. Yeah. There's going to be a significant presence of West Virginia fans at the game because of, you know, Pitt's troubles at selling out Heinz Field and West Virginia passionate fan base that, that travels very mm-hmm. well. Um, but it's, it's I, I would argue, I mean, because, you know, my expectations on both teams are, I, I, six and six for West Virginia months ago. I still feel that way after you know, a lot more research being, seeing the team and everything although you know there's i can really from four and eight to eight and four um and i don't think i don't think ridiculous guess you know for the people that are saying west virginia is going to go eight and four this year I'm, i don't think ask i think it's very possible it's not what i'm predicting but i, I think it's definitely possible their schedule yeah. and everything should win 10 games this year and should mine and it's it's it sounds funny to say because it's Pitt, but they should be a playoff team. Um, yeah, um, and, and looking I don't at think the, they, I don't think they'll beat Clemson in the ACC title games. So that's why I don't think they're a legit college football playoff. There's, I I would I, I really think that if they if if Pitt less than ten wins this year, their their fans would be very very, very disappointed and. Rightfully so. Virginia were to win eight games this year, I would consider that a very good season. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you're right too. Bringing up both these teams with as much as they've lost, and it's it's always hard too. That's one thing that we were even discussing quite a bit recently as we're going through all these predictions, especially when bringing up teams that have maybe either lost or gained a lot that really changes up the program. Even Nebraska, you look at Nebraska on paper, it seems like Nebraska has really a top 25, maybe even a top 15 team when you look at them on paper. But then, you know, you really have to break it down and see how the chemistry is going to run. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of that, too, even, even with some of the hot seat uh, talk that, that Scott Frost will get for over there in Nebraska, you, you also kind of have to take that into consideration. Whenever, whenever you're looking at West Virginia and Pitt, I think it's pretty similar situation where you look at these two programs. Yeah, they, they do have quite a bit different, uh, you know, coming in from last year. So even even looking back at last year where, uh, West Virginia goes uh, really two and three in their last five games, whereas you know Pitt was four and one in their last five games. How much is that really going to be able to relate? That's just something that's really all for you know just for your own for your own uh, you know your own fun, your own pleasure, just to kind of take a look and to, to try to dive into it for yourself. But uh, overall, it's it is really hard to, to pick for teams like that that have so much of a change that you look at them and uh, you know I, I, again you you bring up that. Maybe Pitt doesn't have as as much of a change, but just the talent 
Uh, you know, they don't have a lot of guys that they, they're missing, but the talent that, that left definitely will affect them, I think. Uh, and then, of course, with West, West Virginia, just being just being a different different looking program might even uh, kind of change it up for them. And you really never know until the season starts. Yeah, that's what's kind of fun about college football. Before the game starts, it's all speculation. And then you have a, a team like U, UCF that comes out and surprises everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as you know, you know, a team like uh, Cincinnati last year, you know, right. Cincinnati rising up and doing that, too. Yeah, it's you know, that's why I don't like the fact that this is week one. I mean, it's exciting that it's week one. It would be nice sure. to yeah. be able to, to see more about these teams this year before the line is seven and a half. Um, being around both programs, I mean, there's the Rams. Um, at least internally, the, the national consent excited about, about the Mountaineers is the people in Morgantown are this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think, think you know, when, when, I, when I look at games like these, and then I'm not. I'm not saying that this is going to be a blowout or a wash or guarantee like that. It's just you know the thing that always stands out to me is is experience and chemistry, and you know having to replace so much that West Virginia has. I think could very well be more talented. Um, I mean, it'll be hard to be you know worse. Certainly, certainly did get better offensively. I, I think so, but. You know, they're also losing a very talented back, and they, they have some new faces at wide receiver as well. So they had to make changes there. But even when, you know, your additions may be better than, than the guys that you lost, one of them, it's going to take, take a few weeks for, for all of this to, to fit in. Um, so having pit week, week one, you know, if this was midweek, season or they used to play after – Thanksgiving every, every year. If it was if it was that, I'd have a completely different. You know, I could very well have a completely different opinion on everything. It's just I just think a team that, that you know with the experience together, um, they returned so much from that championship team. Lost, yeah, they lost the two most talented players, but they returned basically all, all of some of them. Could very well, or probably, you know, Kalijah Kansi's uh, pick, and he's not mm-hmm. not even the best player on that defensive line. So it's yeah, it could very well, you know, it, it's it's just really really tough to go out and say. But I mean, it's week one. It's a rivalry game that has a history. You know, you know, obviously, Pitt fans will bring up thirteen and nine, and anytime they're in an argument with the guys that may not know the story um 2007 and you know arguably the best team in the entire country they were number two they had one loss going into um they were taking on Pitt, who was going into that game already didn't have a, a bull win or didn't have a bull eligibility um and west Virginia was 29 and a half point. Um, Pitt won 13 to nine. Yeah. Um, and basically out of what was their closest chance, what was probably their best chance of winning a national title up to that point. You know, that, that's obviously a big game. And a couple years later at Morgantown, Pitt was not. Um, now West Virginia, it was at, they, West Virginia had a very good team that, that year and they ended up the Big East title title with Pitt that year but they were still significant underdogs in that game and they you know and that ended that basically was a reason why Dave wants that it was the coach years later again blew a lead to West Virginia or blue game against West Virginia which ended up getting pushed out by the administration at Pitt um so it's 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 a it's a rise a lot, lot of significant upsets in it for, for both sides and an upset. Yeah, and I think, I think, yeah, I, I think oh, that makes makes for a, for a really fun week one too, because you know, like you mentioned, Thanksgiving. That's that's usually right around where a lot of uh, a lot of rivalries kind of match themselves up at uh, at least somewhere mid season, uh, just because they they want to make sure that they're ready to go for those rifles. But just the fact that 
this is a, a non-conference rivalry and it's a rivalry that, that comes on week one. Uh, it is tough to take a pick, but uh, you know, it's, it's one of them. I think, I think that's what makes this so fun because there's so much history behind the game. Uh, and you know, people who may only have watched college football for the last maybe five to seven years, uh, you know, they, they may, may not know the history behind this game and how much fun this rivalry could be, uh, which could really take away some of the, the excitement uh, for this game. I, th- I that's why I kind of look at this game and I think, yeah, Pitt's number, you know, number 17 in the nation. That's where they're, they're ranked for the preseason polls and West Virginia is unranked. And you look at both of them. I think both of them feel like they have something to prove. I feel like both of them feel uh, like you said, kind of blue collar, kind of feel like they have uh, something, you know, because the rest of the nation looks down on them. Uh, and so I think that's what makes this game so fun. Uh, but I, I see that we're kind of wrapping up on our, our time limit with you, but uh, I do want to kind of go through something with you real quick, uh, just because I, I see ESPN's FPI has pit, you know, a, a 71 point uh, or 78.1% favorite to win the game. So they're very heavily leaning towards them, but it's only a, a seven and a half point spread. When, when taking a look at these two teams, of course, it's week one, it's hard to take a pick, but what do you see maybe being the outcome for this game? To go with that, um, FBI for these types of games, for the main reason that emotion that factors into a rivalry game, um, and especially mm-hmm. one, again, with this history that upsets. Um, like, you know, that 13-9 that to nine game, they they play, they play that 100 times again, West Virginia is going to win all 100 times. <laughs> it's It's... It, so I don't, I don't like, you know, I, I don't know, you know, those are good. If this was, if Pitt and West Virginia weren't uh, um, rivals, and it was um, hatred, pure hatred of both from, from both schools, from both schools in such a significant game, uh, uh, then I'd probably agree it is that much more talented right now than in West Virginia. Right yeah. now, I think Pitt, Pitt's going to lose a lot this year. Year next year when the series returns to West Virginia, it does not have another max exodus of players that they have been having through the trade. Dare, then I very well could see West Virginia winning. Um, but this, yeah. this year, I'm the from if we're comparing the rosters side by side on a paper, and we don't know the history between the two schools, and you look at them, you're gonna pick Pitt. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I think the line should be around nine and a half um, if we're comparing that, if, if we're looking at that. All, all that being said, the week one, the, the weirdness that comes with teams in week one, the, the weirdness that comes with college football teams in a big rivalry game. So I, I would not be, I, I, I mean, it, it would not surprise me in the slightest lightest if West um that's not what, what I'm predicting to happen I think I have the score I've been what I'm saying but I think around 31 20 for Pitt um you know it would not surprise me in this slightest if West Virginia was set um in this game I it, it's not yeah, something that... I would bet on I, I have a rule game yeah like this I just don't bet on them I don't I don't bet yeah. on games I cover. I don't bet on rivalry game for many hometown team, um, and those are my three betting rules. So if you were playing, I would not bet whatsoever. Um, yeah. but that's probably good advice for you know, this one too. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't bet, bet on on rivalry games, especially a week week one. There's so much unknown about that West Virginia roster, um, and how they, they work together on for from uh, from from my perspective yeah yeah pretty good take uh and and like you said just looking at it i i don't think anything on paper can really tell you mainly because it's it's for one week one uh, and for two just the fact that it's a a rivalry uh i've seen it happen too many times where a rival who is you know a a big time underdog ends up coming up and upsetting maybe big brother uh and and so you know that happens too much and so probably probably the best advice you could you could offer not to take any bets on this game yeah uh, it's, do you have anything else? 
Yeah, I mean, looking at this, I think uh, I would project to score. I think I'm going to go with Pitt as well. I'd probably go like a 34-24, something, something like that. Yeah, I think I think both of those are pretty close to what I would uh, what I would probably assume this one to be. But like you said, the reason why I, I see this game and I see so much excitement in it because is because Mount, you know the Mountaineers they are one of those teams that can be one of those trap games for you. And I think for Pitt with them having so much momentum, I think that's something that they need to be careful of, uh, especially even being in their own stadium, uh, because yeah, you can, you can use home field advantage to your advantage, but sometimes you might, might need to, to step back and make sure you don't get yourself into that trap. Um, but, uh, Logan, I do appreciate you very much for coming on. Uh, but can you, can you let all of our listeners know where to find your work? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, before I go, I mean, I don't, I, my camera yeah. has been working right now, just, just to show you how significant, of, of the rivalry it is the west virginia media the from um, back cover of the media guide has the i-79 town sign on it um again an i-79 the separates these two, two schools um has the the west you're welcome to west sign on it um i mean it is a very significant rivalry and there is a lot of just culture, like even like in the background is the state road I seventy nine map. Like yeah. that's their media guide. Their whole season has a lot of factors that allude to just this single game, this week one game, close in proximity the two schools are. Um, but yeah, you can check out my work. It's now it's part of the Pittsburgh Sports Now Network. Um, we have three Nittany Sports now, which is our Penn State site for all of you Penn State heads out there, um, which is our Pitt based site um, for all you Pitt fanatics out there. West Virginia Sports, West Virginia site for all you Mountaineers out there. Um, some pro spites, all Pittsburgh baseball now, uh, Pittsburgh hockey now. Um, not on base, check out some of my work on Steelers now, now as well. Um, and yeah, West Virginia Sports Now. Uh, it's where it's where all my my past work has been going. It's the West Virginia. Beach. And I, I really appreciate being brought on, guys. It's a great time yeah. talking with yeah. you. Thanks, yeah, thanks for coming. Man. Yeah, it's it's great to have a little more insight. And uh, like like we said, you know, you have probably a little more insight on these two teams in particular than uh, than us. So it's it was awesome having you on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and just just again for all of our listeners, go check out uh, all of all of Logan's work, uh, and you can also check him out. Uh, on Twitter, it's at media underscore carnival. So you can go check out Logan Carney there. Uh, again, thank you, Logan. Yep. Again, I promise it's going to be a very exciting one. All right. So there you have it. Uh, backyard Brawl. Go check it out. I think, again, I think if you're a college football fan, it's going to be a really fun fun game to watch. We'll, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, we're, we'll definitely have it on, on uh, Thursday night. Uh see it's on espn at 6 p.m central so that'll be 7 p.m eastern time so go check it out it's going to be the mountain uh, you know the west virginia mountaineers against pittsburgh panthers so go check it out uh it's going to be a lot of fun a really good matchup and again just as logan carney brought up uh, several times you know it's just looking at these two programs the the the, the atmosphere that's going to be there uh the the rivalry and the history behind this game uh, it'll it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited because it's finally week one. Uh, it's not just week zero with all these teams that nobody cares about. <laughs> but you know what? I don't even want to talk about week zero. I don't even want to do that episode. You know, we're we're just we're just we're just forgetting about that. Uh, we're, you know, let's we'll just go back and delete that one. It's week it's zero. Out. We don't even have to talk about it. Yeah, we, yeah. That was a practice. Yeah, it was just a practice. Uh, it it doesn't actually count because it was zero. So uh, at least that's what some Nebraska fans some would would probably say. Um, Anyways, if you made it this far, make sure to subscribe. Uh, you can make sure to also be here with us on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. and check us out because it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about all the matchups. We're going to bring out some of the biggest matchups, and I think some of the matchups we're we're going to talk about are some really fun ones. We got, uh, I believe, Texas Alabama this year. We or this week, uh, and then we also have Ohio State Notre Dame to talk about. Maybe a few others that we'll throw in there. So make sure to check us out 8 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 9 a.m. 
Eastern time. So check it, check it out and follow along with us. If you're on YouTube, you'll even be able to comment and join in the chat there. So uh, we thank you so much. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And until next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.